award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for uh, watching. Thanks for listening. We are at the Bartlett Range again today in, in West Tennessee and uh, visiting with some folks, uh, Mr. Jeremy Dennison, the deer biologist for the West Tennessee region, and Daniel Stanfield. He's a biodiversity manager for the wildlife agency out here in this area. Uh, and also Miss Amy Snyder-Spencer is with us, helping co-host. I'm going to make sure I always get Snyder-Spencer in there. It doesn't matter. I answered either one. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, but she's our information guru out here and helps us make, th- make, helps make things happen in Region 1 as far as information goes. And we appreciate everyone being here with us today. Thank you. Glad to be here. Um, we're going to be talking about CWD today. Oh, yeah. We, uh, Have the we three of about us that talk enough? about it quite a bit, don't we? Story of my life. <laughs> Have we talked about it enough? I don't think so. We're going to talk about it again today. Uh, we're going to describe the process. We're going to talk about how to get your deer tested, uh, the process of doing all that. Basically, we're going to answer some of the most commonly asked questions. And it's, uh, yeah, it's what everybody's asking and everybody wants to know. So we're going to make sure everybody understands it today. And if you don't understand it after today, then I don't know if we can help. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I don't know what else we can say. We'll do our best. Yeah, we're going to do what we can do. So um, let's start off at the top of the list here. Number one, describe how the process works from the time a hunter kills a deer to getting back the results. Um, so where can you take a deer? Uh, well, you know, there's when you kill a deer, depending on what you want to do with it, if you just want to have it processed or if you take it to a taxidermist um, or if you home process, there's really there's really three methods so okay we're partnering with processors and those those guys are either saving heads for us to collect the samples or some of them are actually going ahead and and uh taking the samples themselves okay um, the taxidermists are collecting samples on deer that they take in and then for folks who uh home process do their own thing we have the freezer locations that are scattered throughout the counties um, we actually have 27, yeah, 27 in eight counties so if you Take your deer home, process it, take the head off, um, drop it in one of our collection freezers, and we'll take it from there. Okay. Uh, how long does it take for a sample? Uh, how long does it take to pick up a sample? Well, I'll take that one. <laughs> well, I'll take that one. Yeah, it's it's going to be different depending on when that deer head is dropped off in the process or dropped off in the freezer. So you know, if it's a Friday, we're going to do our best to try to get the freezers cleaned out before the weekend because that's when the majority of the hunters are going to be submitting heads to us. So you know, if you drop that deer, if you harvest a deer on a Friday and you drop it in a freezer, well, technically we're not probably going to get to that head till on Monday. You know, we're going to have these routes, work with the processors, go by, pick all the heads up out of the freezers, kind of start clean slate for the next week. Mm-hmm. And then once we get that deer head in our possession, we're going to take it to our facility that we've got set up, and we're going to pull the samples. So we're going to have hundreds of deer coming in. Uh, we've actually got some guys dedicated just for the CWD sampling this year. It's going to help us out tremendously. Uh, okay. Last year, we didn't have that help. So... Um, so we're not going to have that, that sample bagged and ready to be sent off to the lab probably till Tuesday or Wednesday of when that deer was put in there on a Friday. So be mindful of that from the hunters. And then also if you're dropping it off at a taxidermist, you know, it may be a week or I don't know how long it's going to take for the taxidermist to finally get to that sample. Mm-hmm. So it could be a little uh, longer, that method. Yeah, because they're going to probably be backed up with other 
other deer and other things right. that they're dealing and then with. Once we get a deer head at our facility, which we're going to go into a little bit uh, more later, that's going to take a while because you all may have to go through 100 deer heads once you're actually cutting samples. Right, right. Okay, and then the deer processor, you know, he's going to probably take the sample fairly quick if he's butchering the deer, right? Or mm -hmm. yeah. And that one might be probably come back pretty quick, I guess. Y'all get that sample fairly yeah. quick. And we'll get those picked up um, just as our routes run, you know, on, on Mondays, you know, we'll pick up, you know, kind of what they collect over the weekend. So that'll get lumped in with, with what we process there at our facility. Okay. So, so then you send these off and, and uh, results come back. What are, what are folks looking at for results? You should probably expect two to three weeks um, just to be on the safe side. We've done a lot to speed up that process, you know, mm -hmm. to make it run as efficiently as possible. And we're trying to trim off, you know, trim off of that turnaround time but right. to be on the safe side you should you should expect a wait of about two to three weeks okay all right so then um let's walk through how to drop it off at a freezer that's probably going to be used by a lot of people if if they if they process their own deer a lot of people process their own right and if they're going to drop it off at a freezer location let's just kind of describe how you would uh, suggest someone to drop that off and what the process is okay um, well, first of all, you know, as you're skinning, quartering your deer up at your house, um, go ahead and remove the head because uh, we, our freezers have everything you need except for a saw. So you'll need to do that before you come to the freezer. Okay. All right. You can put it in your own bag and, you know, have it. When you get to the freezer, we'll have uh, bags if you need them. We'll have these CWD sampling tags okay. um, and zip ties and everything you need uh, for that process. So. There's actually a permanent marker there so we yeah. can fill these out. Basically, yeah, you just fill out, fill in all the information that needs to <coughs> remain with that head until we collect the sample um, and we'll take it from there. Now, we do need to remind someone if they have a buck, they have an antler deer, and they yes. want if, so go over that process with them if you're going to yeah. drop it in a freezer. If you, if you kill a buck that you, um, that you want to do a European mount with, it's, your best bet is going to be to take it to a taxidermist or take it to a processor because um, they can actually take the sample and give it right back to you. Okay. So it won't, you know, it won't hurt that, that process at all. Um, if you, if you leave, uh, you know, the deer, the heads that we pick up from the freezers, you know, we're going to take the sample and we're going to dispose of them. Eventually. So you're not, so. if there's any antlers on it, you're not getting them back. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. More, yeah. More than, more, more than, than likely. likely. More than likely. <laughs> I mean, when we get 100 coming in, it's just not feasible for our guys to be right. making phone calls and trying mm -hmm. to get antlers back to people. Well, there was a special case this weekend. It this was it was a special Velvet, case. Uh, weekend that that a gentleman left the antlers, and y'all were gracious enough to give him a call and say, hey, did, did you want these? But in most cases, you're not going to have time to do that. Well, there and there's instructions on the top of all the freezers, and that's actually step one on there is remove the antlers if present. So, okay. Um, one, if most people want to keep them, you know, um, and also as the season progresses, we have more people utilizing the freezers, um, you know, the antlers are going to take up more space. Fill so up, yeah. it helps us if you just remove them. Describe the freezer. Uh, it's a decent chest freezer, probably mm -hmm. in most locations. It's like a medium-sized chest freezer. Wrapped with lo uh, logos and stuff on it. Mm -hmm. so you. Yeah, the, everything is pretty, pretty much the same. We've been using the same message the same design so everybody can recognize that from our billboards to our freezers to our, even our drop-off location signs mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. they're all the same there so everyone it's uh, easily recognizable 
Yeah, we had them in play last year during that extended season, and I think the most we had in one was like 17, yeah. and it wasn't even halfway full. So yeah, really? Okay. Yeah, it accommodated a lot of uh, deer heads. Awesome. All right, so 27 freezers. If you're looking for one, there's 27 freezers across eight counties. And now what if somebody kills one, uh, kills a deer outside of a CWD zone? Or do, you, do you want these deer? Do you want these tested? Yeah. And yeah, yeah we, we definitely need them. And that's one thing everybody's got to remember is we're, even though we're intensifying our focus within the CWD counties, we're still, last year we changed our method or, uh, or went to a CWD risk-based approach. So all 25 counties in West Tennessee, if not across the state, we were sampling each county. We mm -hmm. had a certain tier or a number that we had to get. So, uh, yes, at the beginning of the season, you know, Lake County, Weekly County, Henderson, all these counties that are outside in West Tennessee, we still have to get a certain amount of deer from that location or that county. So, please, you know, the, we'll have guys out on the opening weekend of muzzleloader as well as rifle doing the same thing we've done for several years, pulling the lymph nodes, getting the biological data, the age, sex uh, information from that harvested deer. So, yeah, we want to get them. And then once we reach that quota for that county, we won't um, sample as many. However, if a hunter still wants to continue to get that, he'll have the option to bring that head to one of the freezers inside the zone or carry it to a processor to drop it off to get sampled. Okay. And okay. if you're outside the zone, uh, say if I'm outside the zone, the CWD zone, the high-risk areas, uh, you, you encourage hunters not to bring the deer. Don't bring it into that high well, risk. Well, we get into a legal zone, issue right? here, and that's right. where we need to, you know, know the rules. Know right. the rules. You know, you can bring it in if you want to get it, say if you want to get it processed in Madison County, you know, and you're outside, and if you're in Gibson or Crockett, you know, you can bring it into the zone, but it needs to be processed or at least meet the requirements for transport before you bring it back. Right. You can't so, take it out unless it meets right. those requirements. Right. right. And there's there's going to be drop-off locations uh, at various regional offices and, and yes. throughout mm -hmm. the state. I, so. I know the Region 3 office and the Region 4 office, I believe, is where that location is going to be. Okay. Region 2 is still uh, looking for one that would be, you know, convenient for folks. So okay. that And that will all be on the website, and it's uh, included in the sampling location. Yeah, Again, we and we cannot stress too much, cwdintennessee.com, right. or you can go to our, our regular website, and uh, tnwildlife.org, and you can click on the tabs, and, and everything is updated there. So uh, everything can be found in just a couple of clicks. So tell us about the facility. You, uh, you guys, you know, this is new to Tennessee. Yeah. We're... we're a year into the process of discovering CWD, almost a year and a half now, I guess. And so, tell us what um, what it took to find a facility and get this area worked up where y'all can process these and take these samples. Well, last year, you know, when all this kind of kicked off, we, uh, you know, we made contact with our processors. It was kind of the first step to to get our hands on the samples. And um, unfortunately, the only way we had to collect the samples was just mobily through a you know a couple of enclosed trailers. So we would be in the parking lot, you know, doing what we, we had to do. Um, luckily, this year we'll be partnering with a local taxidermist there in Hardeman County, um, um, and it's going to make it more efficient, and it's going to be better off, you know, in the long run. So, mm -hmm. so this, this facility <clears throat> took some work to get going, we're, right? We're still in the process of trying to get it up and running. We had it operational for this past weekend's velvet hunt and okay. all the heads that we've sampled. I think there were 61 heads. Uh, or 61 deer that were harvested within the county and through working with our freezers 
processors and taxidermists, we were able to sample 47 of them 61. So we feel really good about that. So when we had all these heads, we brought them back to this facility there, that we have there in Hardeman County, North mm -hmm. Hardeman, there at Custom Deer Processing. So, you know, they've been gracious enough to work with us. Uh, actually, the pictures, if you've looked at them, it was an old salt room, a deer hide salt room that they've had for 15, 20 years or whatever. And he said he wasn't going to do salt hide or deer hides this year and said, hey, can we do a you know uh, an agreement with you to come down here and utilize that? Uh -huh. So kind of give us a, a home base to bring all these heads to. Where, like Jeremy said, we're not working in enclosed trailers or on tailgate a truck or out in the rain. Or hey, right. I'll actually have some more warm to work up. Some Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So it looks like it took a lot of work. If you if you look at the pictures, yeah, these two guys are uh, jacks of all trades. Because well, the first the first job was to remove the salt obviously yeah and, uh, the floor is covered in salt 15 55 he, gallon drums yeah, full of salt he brought us a load <laughs> of drums and we filled up 14 or 15 of them so wow and then so if you look at the next few pictures i mean it looks like a whole new facility Transfer, yeah transformation before yeah. and after yeah, so you got water and, and electricity and everything you need. Well, we're yeah. still, you're still working, working on some working of that. On it. And we got to give a special <laughs> shout out to our new part-time technicians, our seasonal technicians. Right. Uh, luckily enough, one of them has a plumbing background Another's and one of them has electrical an electrical background. background. Wow. So, wow. Um, big shout out to those guys because they helped us tremendously. And, then and they're, they're still gonna, helping us, and, and they're going to yeah. be I mean, the main guys running the routes this year, picking right. them up for us, getting them back to the facility. So, you know, if you see them there at the processor, if you got any questions, hit them up, ask them. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be knee-deep in CWD this year. Mm. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no, no pun intended. As yeah. we say, we sleep, eat, and breathe That's, CWD. So I'm looking at some of these pictures, flipping through them, and, and I, I see the sample of the lymph node there that you've pulled explain to the folks that if you're dropping it off at a freezer location how much neck you need on this deer and how much to leave uh, so you can get an adequate sample yeah you don't want to cut cut the head off right behind the jawbone you want to leave us you know three to four inches at least you know if you leave more too much is is fine you know um, but we we'd rather know, have too much than not right enough. as we go in uh, right in front of the um, adam's apple so if you if you cut too short, you know chances are you're not going to be able to. We're not going to be able to collect a sample, so just okay. keep that in mind. Uh, another thing to kind of bring up too, we had several of these last year. With I know there's a lot of hunters out there that like to head shoot the deer because they don't want to waste meat. Well, just mm. remember if you head shoot that deer, there's a good possibility we're not going to be able to get a sample. Okay, hmm. I never thought about that. I'd, people like to do that. Um, all right. So tell us about the... Uh, I know. I made great. him smile in the photo. Question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, come on, Jeremy, smile. <laughs> yeah, we're laughing at the photo here that uh, he's holding up the, the velvet deer uh, that came in. And the one we graciously was able to get back to the guy that he uh, he wasn't sure exactly the full process of how to drop it off at a freezer location and... and uh, Got a nice grip and grin photo yeah. there. Well, that's that's what they call the money shot in the yeah, outdoor I, industry. I think so. <laughs> I think so. You should have held it out just a little bit further. Yeah, yeah. Out. Got a roll of Martin in the picture. <laughs> right. So uh, just talk a little bit about the earn -a buck process and how that works. Uh, tell the folks at home what that's all about. Yeah. 
<clears throat> the uh, the earn a buck is kind of an incentive to get hunters out there in the field. You know, get them get them hunting, get us uh, able. We get more samples. So, with earn a buck is you know everybody starts out with two deer statewide, or two antler deer statewide. Well, within the CWD zone, if you harvest two antlerless deer and submit them for sampling through one of these methods, whether it's a freezer process or a taxidermist, then you'll get basically an earn a buck tax. So then you could have possibly three buck tags and then you can do that earn a buck twice so theoretically you sample two does you get an earn a buck you sample two more does and you got to submit them for testing mm -hmm. and you could end up with four antler deer tags basically that you can use so how, how does how is the hunter notified um, if we, they harvest those he's going to be notified pretty much similar to the way that the replacement buck is going to happen he'll be noted once we get the confirmation number that 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 antlerless deer have been submitted for testing, that confirmation number will go into the system and then they're going to be notified. I guess there are an IE or we're going to have a team of people that basically last year they were calling to notify the hunters right. that had a uh, t detected uh, deer. So it's going to be the same method. And, and we've got to be able to do that because you got to understand an officer situation where you've had a guy that yeah. has limited out on two bucks and then all of a sudden he has a third one. So an officer's got to be able to look into that system and see that, let's say Jeremy right. has earned and that he can kill that third buck or that fourth buck. So we've got to be able to have a, a way to track that and so the officers can verify that. And you mentioned the replacement buck. So let's let's uh, hit on that too. What is the replacement buck? Yeah, so any buck you kill in the CWD unit, um, if you receive notification that that's positive for, for CWD, then you actually get that Detected. tag replaced. Yeah. Yeah. You'll get a replacement buck. And in the same case, make sure – You've got that proper notification before you go out and, right. and think you've right. earned a replacement or earn a buck situation. Make sure you've got you've that. Got, yes, yes, please make sure. Uh, and this brings up a good time to talk about detected versus not detected yeah. uh, and how we're going to notify people with as the agency this year. Right. Um, yeah, so um, everyone's going to be notified via email, you know, um, whether or not you're – if you're in Fayette and Hardeman County, you'll be emailed – uh, if it's detected or not detected. And that's why it is so important to fill out all of this information or to make sure that your information right. is correct in our real system. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, no fake emails or phone numbers, guys, because this is we really need that information in case we need to get a hold of you. Right. Mm -hmm. And then uh, and then the high-risk counties, we're really focusing, trying to find that leading edge of it. Um, those new counties, if you get one that's detected CWD, then you'll actually get a phone call. So. And then we'll have questions. We want to know where you kill it. We we'll mm -hmm. want a GPS right. coordinate, and that is so we can determine that leading edge right. of it. Right. So, uh, you know, be mindful if you get a phone call from the agency. Uh, you might want to give us a call back if you get voicemail or an yeah. email that says, hey, we're looking, you know, we want to talk to you. Sure, yeah, definitely. Um, now, not detected can check their results online. Mm -hmm. Correct. That's why it's important to keep up with your confirmation number. You can just log yep. in on our website and there's going to be a, a link that it'll carry you to and you just basically search for your confirmation number. And I did that last year and it was right. super easy because I didn't get an email and I was in Hardman County and I was like, oh, I wonder, you know, well, I know I've not got a phone call. I know yeah. I'm going to get a phone call. So I got on there and sure enough, you just scroll down by your confirmation number. There's no names or anything on there. No. It's just all confirmation number and you can uh, check it that way. And that's actually detected and non-detected. Yes, that's detected all, and non-detected. The, the detected will be first. Yeah. Uh, they were last year. I assume it's going to be the same this year. And I think they were red on the screen. And then you just mm -hmm. scroll down. Yeah. And you, you never realize how many we harvest until you start looking for your number. Yeah. And you just keep scroll scrolling. Just keep scrolling. Yeah. Yeah. So I know you guys work really, really hard to to be come to, get to this point where you know how to take these samples. I mean, last year was kind of a, 
a new thing, and and now you've got a team assembled and well, guys I, I will, I've got to brag on these two guys. Okay, when this came out last year, these two guys worked 18, 20 hour days. They both worked Christmas Day, doing samples, making you know. I mean, last year it was just it was crazy on our end, and there was a lot of times where we I don't think you all knew what was going on. I think like <laughs> I knew what was going on, trying to talk about stuff, and uh, these two guys took it and they ran with it jeremy had well, been in the job 10 days <laughs> 10 days yeah i mean it, it it was busy but then again you know we got a we had a lot of help going you know from the from the get-go there uh with you know different folks who have different jobs out the agency kind of I mean, went statewide above and beyond there we had people coming from all parts duties, of the state yeah. to come out help out on these yeah. checks and i mean there were weekends where it was freezing cold and it was pouring rain and Nasty. people were sitting in trucks and they were under uh pop-up canopies pop -up and we had tarps trying to keep wind off hugging of them mr and, heaters yeah and hugging <laughs> mr heaters and and we couldn't have done it without everyone across the agency that's right well tell the folks what kind of training y'all had to go through and, and different learning processes you've had to go through here in the last last year to to get to this i've seen pictures from some of the stuff that amy's taken you know well we uh, did have well, a workshop but yeah. first we had the learn as you go fly fly right. by here just well, talking with other state agencies you know yeah. seeing you know when they, when it came to their state what, what what did they do wrong what did they do right so mm -hmm. you don't make that same mistake twice yeah. and uh you know and uh and dr dan grove's been great he's been great working oh, with yeah. us uh, explaining to us telling us the process because he's been in two other states that's had it and went through this so um you know we've just done little workshops amongst our agency personnel so you know your officers your wildlife technicians your biologists manager everybody knows how to pull it so we're not in one county and we get a call four counties over we need to go pull a sample so pretty much all agency guys are going to have these little kits in their trucks uh they can pull the sample we've got guys that are picking up roadkill if they see it uh just just testing that's another sample that we get mm -hmm. and not only that we um had a, a little CWD training back in the summer right. where U.S. Fish and Wildlife veterinarians came in and Dr. Grove, our, our veterinarian, state veterinarian, and we actually hosted how many different out there was? Uh, it was probably seven or eight. Seven, eight, eight different agencies, groups that were there working. We had some park rangers with U.S. Mm -hmm. Fish and Wildlife, other employees that all came in, and we had a, a whole afternoon of pulling samples and, and how to properly handle and submit samples. And, and actually, one thing that we were doing was testing for ticks, which is something yeah. that we haven't talked about, but mm -hmm. we were actually pulling tick samples then. Right. So so what, what was that information? What were you get, gaining from those tick samples? There's actually, uh, it is it? What school's doing the research? It's a UT project. UT project's doing the research on tick diseases. Tick, yep, so, gotcha. uh, and we were pulling those. Now, are y'all pulling any when you do any right now, or is that just no. what we did in the summer? Just okay. what we did in the summer. So what about road kills? You mentioned uh, road killed deer and, and sick calls. What, what if you get these calls? Are y'all going out and sampling these deer or looking for these deer or, or well, you know, trying to – find sick deer um on the roadkill you know like daniel alluded to each county has a quota as far as the number of deer we need to sample uh -huh. um and i know last year we finished up several of the counties in west tennessee just kind of cruising for roadkill so uh, again you know that's just that's just another way that we come about a sample um so yeah i mean that that's important um what if somebody calls and says hey i've got this deer it's walking around funny and it looks like it might be sick and hey it's got ehd you know, and well, right. well that is, you know. <laughs> you know, right now, everyone wants to assume the worst. Right. But right now, we're seeing more EHD than we're mm -hmm. seeing anything else. It's that time of the year. EHD is transmitted by midge flies, and deer can actually survive that. But they could also mimic the same signs right. and symptoms signs. of C yeah. CWD. So if you do have one, 
contact us and let us yeah. know. But please, please don't take the worst case scenario that it's CWD. Right. Be mindful that right now it could very well be EHD. But if there's a deer that's just not acting right, you know, we do want to know about that. And we actually have a new um, sick deer reporting system. Okay. That's just, it's it's been I don't think it's been released yet, yeah. but we're working through some uh, testing um, with it right now. Awesome. So that's a way that we'll be able to track a lot of these calls and, you know, it'll, it'll give us the location and certain details about each case so that if we need if it's something that we feel like we need to follow up with you know we'll be able to contact the person until that system's in place would you recommend just call the regional call office the regional office that's what yes. most people are doing right now okay. tnwildlife.org you can find those numbers uh mm -hmm. all those numbers are there you can can call us and report those so all right anything we've left out i do want to make sure we mention the mandatory dates for that that you want samples you want people to check their deer in right yeah we've got two weekends coming up uh this year within the cwd unit uh november the 2nd and 3rd and november the 9th and 10th one of them is that first saturday the muzzleloader which people need to remember the muzzleloader moved up it's going to crank up on, or the, open yeah, up on that monday make sure you check the cwd opening dates because those have all changed right and then, and, then, and then the following weekend on the 9th and the 10th will be the rifle opener within the cwd so that's going to be our mandatory check station weekends we're going to be scattered out amongst the eight counties uh, want you to bring your deer in and we can check it in we're going to have our ipads the computers there we can check it in for you uh try to get that sample and it's and it's not mm -hmm. mandatory that you get that your deer sampled you know we're going to ask you hey do you mind if we get a sample it's a, a mandatory physical check -in. it's a mandatory physical yeah. check-in where we okay. get that biological data and then if you allow us to pull that lymph node we're going to try to pull that from the deer to reach these quotas uh, and obviously if you kill a, a big buck you know, we had this happen last year on the extended season. We had several guys come in with the extended season with a really nice trophy deer they wanted to get mounted. Well, they didn't know. They thought it was a mandatory check or a sample pull. We explained it to them. They'd go right down the road to the taxidermist. The taxidermist would cape it out. They'd bring it right back up there to us to get that sample. So that's yeah. where we're working with these taxidermists to get yeah. them samples. That's great. Yeah. That's great. <clears throat> and we want to make sure we mention this again. we got 27 freezers in eight counties, 12 taxidermists, and 17 processors. Mm -hmm. So you have ample opportunity yes, to get a sample pool. That's pretty much every processor that's in the eight counties. Now, there's uh, that's not every taxidermist. So, I mean, if... I, I would encourage people, you know, if you if you take talk with your taxidermist or talk with your processor, you know, mm -hmm. to plan ahead on the front end and say, hey, if I bring one to you, can I get it sampled? You know, so. right. Uh, to put you on the spot, uh, back in the during the August hunt, do you know how many were killed? I've seen this question come in. Do you know how many were killed with a muzzleloader during that time did in you, that zone? Did you get that I haven't got that number yet. Okay. People have been wondering about that, so I was just curious. Uh, I know the harvest was up in the eight counties. I think it was a 79%. Yeah, 79%. You know. I think about 61 yeah. deer harvested. Yeah, 61 but. inside the CWD area. So, all right, a lot of good information. Check out your website, tnwildlife.org or cwdintennessee.com. We can't leave here without saying know the rules before mm -hmm. you go. Right. If you're someone who lives outside the CWD zone and you come into the zone to, to hunt and you kill a deer, make sure you know right. the rules and regulations before you leave there. Okay, please, please don't move these deer. Please, we, we're trying to we're trying to control this. Keep it contained. Yep. Please yep. don't move your deer. And if you're a, if you're a hunting guide kind of guy and you like to get into the book, what page, Daniel, is that uh, information start on for CWD, oh, CWD right CWD, there? Uh, right around 34 or something like that, I think. 34 it tells you what you can how you can 30, move your deer. 32. And, 30, 30, 32 30, is where it 30, starts, 30. and then on 34 it tells you what you can do with your deer from the unit CWD and how to transport it. Okay. So please take a look at so that. So yeah, check out your hunting guide. If you can get it, you can get it at tmwildlife.org or, or if you're a hard copy kind of guy, you can pick a, pick one up and, 
and read through it. Page 32 for all that information. But, uh, guys, I appreciate you. Enjoy it. Uh, thanks for having Thanks me. for being on, and uh, thanks for all the hard work that y'all are doing. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Keep coming back to Tennessee Wildcast for all the latest information, and uh, we'll try to keep bringing it to you. And uh, thank you all again. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.